Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And this episode, I think, is one of my favorite that we've we've ever done. You're going to want to stick around to the very, very end of this, both the question that we answer at the end and the guests that we have. We've got Terry and Kiwi Cook here. Sweetie, why don't you tell us a little bit about them? They're such an amazing couple. You know, we're going to be talking about cultural differences today. And uh, Kiwi is from the Philippines, and Terry is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So as you can imagine, there were some cultural clashes there, not only with each other, but with their families. And so we're going to unpack that. And this episode is just so good. So like Dave said, stay till the very end and let's dive in. I am so excited about this conversation today and the couple we've got here in the studio with us because every couple on some level does go through navigating cultural differences. Even if you were raised in the same town, Mm -hmm. just because, you know, like you and I, our families had different uh, traditions Traditions. and upbringings and ways of doing things. And you've got to kind of navigate that. And then that can be amplified many times over when you're talking about coming from two different sides of the world and two different countries and two different cultures in every single way. Yes. And so we're so excited to, to talk here today with Terry and Kiwi Cook. Um, you heard about them in the intro, and guys, I just want to say welcome, welcome to the Naked yes, Marriage welcome. Podcast. Thank, Thank you for, you having, for us. having us. We're excited. Absolutely. <laughs> now, as we dive straight into the 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 kind of the cultural differences, mm-hmm. Kiwi, of course, is from the Philippines originally. Um, Terry's from from Tennessee, uh, and so it's two different worlds coming together. But before we get there, just tell us real quick again the story of how you met, because you were telling us that at breakfast, and it, I just great. I, I just love this story. Oh. And so, so walk us okay. through, and I want to know the pickup line you used specifically, because that one I think wasn't maybe in the original story. If you can remember it, story, I'd love to hear it because this is good we stuff. We do want to hear that. <laughs> do you want to tell the story? So the, the honest version of the story is the raw, version. the raw version of the story is that we met at a bar and we usually like don't tell everybody because when you say we you met at a bar, oh it's my gosh. It's a restaurant that turns into a bar. <laughs> it's, there's a stigma right away. So me and a, another couple of friends and another guy friend, uh, I, I used to live in, in Dalton, Georgia because I work there. We always go to Chattanooga, Chattanooga Tennessee, and then we go to this uh, hangout place and there we are. My my two guy friends went out to just like uh, chit chat. And my other girlfriend was with me. We were chatting. And then Terry comes over and he said, hey, um, my name is Terry. I want to get to know you. 
But I never had a boyfriend. I think I said, uh, what did I you think say? I said, uh, wow, you're pretty. What's your name? You know? <laughs> Hi, I'm Terry. <laughs> and then I, I told, but I never had a boyfriend. I was always telling my friends, I'm NBSB, no boyfriend since birth. Mm-hmm. And I and I was raised in a church. So I don't want to meet other people like out, especially at the bar. So I told them, I'm sorry, I'm married. <laughs> so, so the relationship, Hilarious. I love this. So your yeah. response to his pickup line is, I'm married. I mean, she instantly got very closed off. Like, <laughs> uh, closed off. And uh, yeah, then she said that she was married and I had an... Walk of shame. A walk. Of, I, I was going to say ugly, but maybe just disappointing walk Aww. of shame. Back to my other friend that was waiting on me. He's like, How'd it go? <laughs> I'm like, not good. <laughs> but after 20 minutes, he came back and he I said, I was fixated on you. Uh, <laughs> and I did go back. Well, I, I paid my tab. I paid my tab because I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cash out and then I'm gonna go back and talk to her one more time. And then that way, if she shoots me down again. I'll just leave. So you yeah. think from the start, she's not wearing a wedding ring. She's lying yeah. about being like, married. I'm like, Why wait is she a lying minute. About this? Yeah. She's just playing hard to get. <laughs> she, she, just, she wants me to pursue her. I get it. Right, right. So I go back and uh, I'm like, hey, uh, I know you said you were married, but where's your wedding ring? And she was like, um, I usually don't wear my wedding ring. <laughs> she stayed with the lie. She stayed with She's it. Like, I Sorry, I already repented about that. <laughs> then one of our one of her friends who's actually in our wedding Aww. walks by and she goes, "Oh, this is my husband." And he goes, "I'm not her husband. She's single." Yes, oh. the truth comes out. There you go. <laughs> so he never stopped texting after that. So we exchanged phone numbers. She gave in a little bit. And we started we started texting that night. Well, that's so neat. And you guys have been married seven years. Seven years. years. So awesome. We've been together for nine. We were engaged for almost two years. Two years. Yeah, around about two years. That's great. And I know, you know, with with her family being in the Philippines— Your family being here in Tennessee. Yeah. I'm assuming they're they're still in Tennessee. They're in family. Tennessee. The okay. only family I have in Dallas is uh, I have my my aunt, and okay. they live in Richardson. Yeah, and there's I'm sure there's a huge learning curve. Uh-huh. Like, and just as your worlds are coming together, yeah. and and I, I know there are a lot of different ways. You were talking about Christmas Eve and Christmas mm-hmm. in the Philippines. You start celebrating in September and go through January, and so wow. you're talking about bringing out the tree in September, and yes. and yeah. Terry's thinking like, what what are you talking Oops. about? But there are a million things like that. Yeah. And so as you're dating, as you're bringing these worlds and cultures together and trying to figure out, you know, how to make it work as a couple with these these two different worldviews, what were some of the, the biggest things to overcome, the biggest uh, hurdles? I can think of one right off the bat. Prime example, <laughs> American gatherings, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, whatever your family does, American families get together, they have a big dinner, and what do they do after that dinner? They go and sit in the living room and do nothing. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. That so many times she was like, what are we going to do now? And I'm like, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. This is it. We're doing it. For hours, for hours, Americans will sit two to three hours and there might be a little chit chat, but essentially nothing. Some football on. Watch yeah. football, football, watch a movie. Yeah. Oh, no. Filipinos, we have a production number. <laughs> 
What yeah. do you do? Like, what do you do after a meal? So after, so the meal, it, so the food stays on the table and you can eat anytime. Like, yeah. even if you have eaten, you can eat after two hours or after 20 minutes. And then we have karaoke. We have games. We have, yes, we have um, exchange <sighs> gifts. And we just have games all night long until when it's over. Yeah. So, there's so always I, something to do. There's always something, there's something yes. stimulating yeah. to yes. do. So when you kind of ran into that and you're like, well, she has this expectation that there's more to this. Yeah. I, like, how was, did you deal with that? Because I'm sure it would be frustrating because mm-hmm. you're like, look, I just want to lay on the couch the first, and maybe take a yeah, nap. Yeah. <laughs> the first few times it was like, you know, I could tell she was like, mm, what's, what are we going to do now? Yeah. But it, it does over time, if you don't address that, Yeah. it, it does become... An, oh. an issue mm-hmm. because, you know, your spouse is ex- has that expectation of what she's used to. Right. And, you know, we got married. She was, you know, in her 30s. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you have all that time frame that you're used this. to certain yeah. traditions. And American culture is exactly what we described. So, right. yeah, I mean, if you don't sit down and talk about it, mm-hmm. it can definitely cause a strive for yeah. sure. Yeah, right. I know there's a lot to navigate. And yeah. and something really poignant you guys said uh, at breakfast as we were talking is, is in counseling. Yeah. Um, when the counselor or the pastor said, now, just because, you know, you were raised one way and he or she was yes. raised another yeah. way, it doesn't mean that, that your way is automatically right yes. and your way is automatically yeah. wrong. But at the right. same time, trying to find a way to to celebrate each other's cultures and celebrate each other's preferences and find find a way to, to bring those worlds together and navigate it. How did you, was it one thing at a time or was it like— just walk us through that process of of navigating a way to make it make your relationship work, basically, uh, in spite of these two very different perspectives. Um, we did see it. We did seek uh, a counselor at our church. That's I mean, good. He, so wise. He is, yeah. he is a one of our senior pastors, uh, and yeah, he helped us with a lot of those communication issues mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's not communicating in a healthy marriage. Expecting, oh, I'm American. You're in America now, and this is how we do. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of spouses think mm-hmm. that way. Well, you're in America now, and like this you're is how here. we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you need mm-hmm. to just succumb to the culture. Right. But that's not a healthy marriage. That's mm-hmm. not yeah. valuing your spouse, whether it's your husband or your wife. Mm-hmm. And and you need to try to figure out how can we do a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think I, we work with so many couples who will let the tiniest little differences mm. become this huge wedge yeah. mm. in their marriage. And oh, they'll, yeah. just, they'll just fight and say, no, mm. I'm right. You're wrong. Mm. My family's way is right. Your family's way is wrong. You've had to navigate mm. every aspect of your life and relationship to make to make a marriage thrive and work. And you're mm. doing it. That you're, you're saying our relationship with each other yes. and the culture yeah. we're creating together is is a priority and we're going to just we're going to make the rest work. And so what would your advice be to just get real practical mm-hmm. to those who are listening and maybe maybe couples are listening who who do come from different sides of the world yeah. but, but many of them yeah. just are navigating the different culture of having two yes. different families mm-hmm. uh, right. maybe even in the same hometown but th- they were raised in slightly different ways and those slight differences mm-hmm. are becoming a wedge in their marriage. So what would you do to what would you suggest to couples who are just stuck mm-hmm. on the, the little differences in the way they were brought up or their own preferences or whatever it might be to oh. find unity the way that you guys have. It's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I think that getting deep planted roots in your local church, number yeah. one, because you're surrounding yourself with like-minded Christians. Yeah. I love that. 
And that's God's vision for the church. Yeah. 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 Like every yeah. tribe, right. every tongue, every nation. Yes. That's yes. a beautiful vision of the church. You're, I would say, 90% likely to meet a married couple that has a similar issue, even yes. though it's not a cultural issue. Mm-hmm. Right. And to then take another step on your own and get communicative help mm-hmm. from a pastor counselor. Yeah. That helped us tremendously. Yes. Yeah, and but you guys in, did that early on. Yeah, okay, that's, that's yeah, and okay. we still I mean, we still have cultural differences or di- like differences personality. We were not brought up together. We have different parents, and mm-hmm. then me now I'm learning. Like, Lord, I know that you have given Terry to me. Sometimes I always think like, what can he do for me? Like, he mm-hmm. needs to he needs to change for me. Mm-hmm. But now, like, God is changing my mind just to to think about what can I do for him. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like, well, how can I serve my husband? That's huge. Yeah. And not just me, me, me. It's about, you know, right. how about me? <laughs> so, yeah. John, yeah. God, God shifts your heart. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that process, if I do that for her and she does that for me, we're actually healing each other behind mm-hmm. the scenes. You're right. Yeah. And coming. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to your own realization that, hey, you can't do this alone mm-hmm. and actually reaching out uh, to your to your team at your at your church. I know that there's a a marital counselor there. Every yes. church I've ever seen has somebody gifted in that. Mm-hmm. We're very fortunate that our church has someone that he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he creates a, a neutral uh, balance, and we we still talk to. I mean, we don't have really visits with him anymore, but but you know he's um, there too. I think yes. part yeah. of it is he's counseling, and we talk a lot about Christian counseling mm-hmm. on this podcast because we are such yeah. proponents of it. Like we we just believe in it. We've we've gone through it ourselves, and we believe in it. And it's one of those things too. I think there's different seasons where you kind of need it more. Sure. Yeah. But just knowing you have a trusted person yeah. who has wisdom that you can talk to that loves God, loves you, and is for your marriage, like that, that's a game changer right mm-hmm. there. Because I think there are a lot of people listening where they're like, that's that's great, but I don't even know who to talk to. And so for those of you who are listening and you're not currently, you know, you don't have a home church, I first and foremost encourage you to find a home church because there's so many great churches out there. And if you felt like you haven't found it, just keep on looking, don't give yeah. up. But secondly, I want to encourage you to contact one of our marriage coaches here at Marriage Today. We have these uh, these women on staff who are just amazing, amazing yes. women yes. who are so wise and and have the training and the experience to help you through your marital troubles, including these cultural differences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to talk to a marriage coach, you can do it in person if you're in the DFW area and set up an appointment, or you can Skype call with them and you can go to marriagetoday.com slash coaches. And they're amazing. Yeah, they really, really are. And they're going to be cultural differences that pop up in every season of marriage. Sometimes, you know, as, as, as kids come, as grandkids come, in different seasons of life and marriage, it's going to pop up. And so just let the selfishness in us get out of the way. Because yeah. for most issues yeah. in marriage, yeah. I think it's the selfishness that really gets in the way and uh, and move forward together. And and before we end the conversation, th- there's one part of your story I want to make sure we focus on, Kiwi in particular, because for years, Ashley and I have been connected to a ministry called Compassion International, yes. which um, reaches out to kids in need all over the world. We've been sponsors of Compassion for years and years. Our first kid was a Compassion yes. kid, little Atziri, a little girl from Mexico. And we've Right now, we're sponsoring three different kids in three different parts of the world. And 
the, the, the more I get to know about this ministry, the, the more we've partnered with them over the years, the more I respect and admire what they're doing. And so part of what inspires me so much about your all's journey is that Kiwi, you were a compassion yes. kid in the Philippines. Yes. Like these, these faces in the packets we see, real like people. these are real yeah. kids and you yes. were one of these kids. And so just talk to us a few minutes mm-hmm. about, about that, that experience, mm-hmm. what it was like growing up in the compassion program. So I was born and raised in the Philippines to a very poor family. I was born to an alcoholic dad and my parents would fight because of his alcoholism every night. My three brothers died because of lack of medical attention. Oh my gosh, but, I'm so sorry. You know, um, I, our life changed when my dad picked up a track from the floor of his workplace. A track is a reading material about Jesus. He <laughs> yes. went to a crusade and he accepted Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Wow. And he went back home sober. Oh my goodness. And because of that, my mom was like, what's wrong with you? What happened to you? But he said, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior and you need to come to church with me. And he brought us to church and we would sit in Sunday school and they would just talk about Jesus Christ and all that he has done. But as a young kid, I could not believe like, do we have this Christ? Why are we are we so poor? Because yeah. I always remember like, there, there's lack of food at home. We would beg our parents to just have dinner, but we, they, they can't provide for us. And I always tell about the story about the apple when apples were imported from the Philippines that I would beg my parents, Ma, Pa, please, I want to taste this apple. But even a rotten apple, they could not afford to buy. Wow, wow. But at the age of seven, my life changed when I was sponsored from uh, this guy from Australia pick up a packet. And he sponsored me. And the very first thing in his letter, he said, Kiwi, you are pretty. And Kiwi, Jesus loves you. Wow. Wow. Um, it, it just, n- nobody told me that I was beautiful. It's not in our culture okay. <laughs> to yeah. tell our kids, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. You can do this. You can do what you ever, whatever you want to be. Right. But this person told me that. And I realized uh, after that, Lord, is this how you see me? that I'm beautiful and wonderful in your sight. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the Compassion Project and my teacher there, she told me, Kiwi, this might be your situation, but this is not your destiny. Mm-hmm. For in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, God has a plan for you, plan to prosper you, not to harm you, give you hope in a future. Then I begin to dream dreams about my future. And I said, Ma, I want to go to college. I want to take up something and be a, a be somebody. And now I'm a physical therapist mm-hmm. working wow. in a hospital here in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> 10 years ago, I came to the United States and worked as a physical therapist. And seven years ago, I got married to this wonderful man from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> My husband, he's Ooh. an executive chef here in Dallas. Imagine I was hungry when I was a kid. Now I'm now you're married, married to an executive chef. I will amazing. never be hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, during the wedding, I invited my parents to come to the United States and I took them to an apple orchard. And my dad, he was just picking up apples from the ground. And I said, God has given us a lot, exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. That we're now able to pick up apples from the tree. And now God has blessed us not to just keep it to ourselves, but to be a blessing to other people as well. And we are now sponsors of four kids. Oh, that's amazing. Two from the Philippines. Yep. Full circle. <laughs> one from Haiti wow. and one from Bolivia. And we met my, our sponsored children, me and Terry, we went back five years yep. ago. And we just told them, hang in there. Do not give up. Yep. If God can do it to me, he can do it to you. And one day, God will give you an avenue to tell your friends 
to mm-hmm. tell your neighbors, to tell a congregation, to tell people who's listening in a podcast yes. that we have yeah. a good, good father in heaven. Wow. I have cold chills. Like you're holding time you're talking. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like holding back tears because I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I mean, like. Inflation is out of control and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier, and junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Before we wrap up today, we're going to dive into a Q&A time. We, we always end our podcast this way. And we've got Terry and Kiwi here in the studio still live to help us with today's question. So, sweetie, would you mind using that beautiful reading voice of yours to, to read this question? Yes. And thank you guys so much for those of you who submitted questions. If you want to have a question answered, it's anonymous, okay? And the questions we answer on the podcast, you can submit those to nakedmarriagepodcast.com. All right, here's the question. It says, hi, all. I love listening to your podcast. I used to watch your all's Facebook videos from the van, and we saw you at XO in 2016. I have learned so much from you all. My question now is, how do I handle feeling like I am taking a backseat to my husband's family? He chose, he has been close to them, and he is in constant communication with them. And many times, he communicates with them more than me, and it leaves me feeling neglected. I can, I can be sharing my heart with him, and if his mom or dad or sibling calls, he will ask me to hold on and take the call. I have tried to address it, and he doesn't see the problem and gets defensive. I don't want to feel like I am second to his family. How do I address this, and where he understands, or, or, or how do I help him to understand 
how hurt I am because of this. And, and let me just say before we dive in, I noticed a lot of body language between Kiwi <laughs> yes. and Terry that suggests oh, that this question <laughs> might have been submitted by one of you two. So, so why don't you lead off? I can, uh, I can take the lead right here. Um, <laughs> we, not in that facet, had this problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, when a when a man that obviously has strong parental ties, mm-hmm. as I did as well. Yes. Until you separate yourself from being your mother and father's son to having your own family mm-hmm. and being married now, your new family is you and your, your spouse. Right. You have to create that definitive line. And it took a lot of back and forth with us. And <laughs> I would tell him, babe, it's in the Bible. Yeah. When you get married, leave, 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 leave. <laughs> it, it created a lot of communicative uh-huh. issues I within bet. our marriage mm-hmm. in, in the beginning. Right. Uh, and then through wisdom from our pastor team and uh, just my mm-hmm. own revelation right. and, and reading those scriptures and actually contemplating mm-hmm. it and really thinking about it. Uh, I had a, very long conversation with both of my parents that, hey, wow. look, I'm, I have a new family now. I'm still Good your son. You. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I'm still your son. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Still love you. I love you. Yeah. But, you know, my wife's needs and my new family have to take precedence now. And it's what, it's, it's what you've grown and in, in, in instilled in me. Right. It's what I've grown up to be. Mm-hmm. You should be, you know, happy and and joyful that that your son is this strong Christian man. So, yeah. you know, I, I love that he said that because I, I hope I know I, the the wife wrote this and is yeah. hoping to help her husband see this. So definitely, I want to hear from okay. Kiwi in just a minute. But I want to point out that what he did is biblical because the person whose family is the one who's trying to take more time really than they should be yeah. taking it has to be that that child, so to speak, who's talking to yes. them. It needs to yeah. come. If it's your parents, you need to be the ones yes. talking to them yeah. because you're their child and you you got to level with them and you've got to make those boundaries. I and think you what you're doing to, is setting healthy boundaries. It doesn't have to be an ugly right. conversation of, I'm doing this. Yes. You know, it should be a very mild, mild-mannered discussion of, yeah. you know, this is what you've raised me to be. Now I'm being that man. And I love that. that that's you know, huge. I'm I so still, proud of him because yes. years ago, it's not like that. Right. No, I mean, no. it was a learning curve. It was yeah, learning. And I'm, it's yeah. not like that. And I, I, I understand that writer because I tried to explain to him, but sometimes he thinks differently. Yeah. Like he thinks that that's the right thing to do. Right. And me, no, it's not the right thing to do. So sometimes you need to have somebody to come into and like be the referee. Right. Like yeah. another another yeah. kind another, of a neutral person, yes. so to speak, who's mm-hmm. not part of that family. Yeah. yeah. You know, either you, side. You, you realize that in in your, as everybody's Christian walk grows every single day. And, and as you take that quiet time and you actually analyze all sides that's huge. You know, yeah. you this this husband needs to separate himself. Right. Go and have some quiet time and really think about it. And I'm sure he'll come to the same realization I did. And right. that's a good example of of a cultural difference that yeah. can exist. Kind Mom, of I still right. love you. Around, but yes. I have a wife now. And I yeah. need to <laughs> I need to take care of my wife. It doesn't mean and actually our our relationship with our with my parents has grown tremendously. So 
And see, that's good because yeah. I think a lot of times we convince ourselves that setting boundaries means cutting off relationship. But in fact, those healthy boundaries can cultivate a more a healthier right, a relationship. Healthier, a healthier yeah. relationship. And that's, yeah. our, that's our goal, guys. If we, if we do things God's way, uh, every relationship in your life ultimately benefits. There might be yeah. seasons yeah. of discomfort, but every relationship can thrive um, with those boundaries. And regardless of the culture, regardless of, of where you came from, if you'll just say, God, I want to do things your way. I want mm-hmm. you to reshape my mind and if there's anything in my 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 culture, if there's anything in my thought process, anything in my heart that is not in line with your word and what you want for my life, then I pray that you would come in and correct it. And he and he will put us on the right yeah. track. And it's beautiful to see how he's done that yeah. in your lives and the love yes. you have for each other and, and how far you've, you've grown in your faith and your love for one another. It's just wonderful seeing you guys thrive. And so thank you for sharing, thank you know, your yes, wisdom and your wisdom. story with us today. And thank you guys who are listening for listening. And again, once more is kind of a next step. If you want that free book and video resource. Which by the way, let me just say the team who put it together, it's a beautiful it book. Is, it's I'm so like, proud of it. I'm so like excited. It's like one of those gift books in, in beauty with the pictures included in this book. So it's not only practical, amazing, you know, biblical marriage advice, but it's beautiful to to go through. And so you'll enjoy visually what they have put in those pages. Yes. And it's not like another big thick book to read. No, no. It, it really just guides you through, guides discussion you through discussions and activities and can yeah. be such a great resource for you. We want to put that in your hands for free when you will help a real child, just like Kiwi, just in the same program that she grew up in, Compassion International, once more, Go to Compassion.com slash marriage or text the word marriage to 83393. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the Naked Marriage Podcast, telling your friends by spreading the word. Together, we're partnering and, and putting this message of hope all around the world, and we appreciate it so much. So God bless you guys. We will see you next time. Bye.